in the game and I told y'all come back I told you I'm gonna do this thing and I'm gonna talk about hip-hop I'm talking about music and this is more relaxed type atmosphere in a conversation and there's no right or wrong answers it's just me kicking back having a little bit of fun and I love hip-hop I consider myself hip-hop itself because I grew up in it and I'm I, I immediately attach myself to it and I pay homage to the people that came before me and I thank you. Thank you. I love y'all all. And y'all all put something in me that really loves hip hop. And I, I started out and let give you some little background about myself. I started out. I started out listening to hip hop when I was younger, but I didn't quite understand it. And these are we're talking about early 80s, talking about Sugar Hill and I'm talking about uh, Curtis Blow and things of that nature. I didn't understand it, but I know I loved it. It hit me instantly. And I was just a kid. So, but as I went on, I took an interest in DJing. So early DJing, my early DJing uh, years might have been late, late 80s. And um, I was always one of those people that even when I DJ, I would take the acapellas and the instrumentals of two different records and always make something new. And, and I was just that type of adventurous person. I mean, I bought, I, even back then, I bought beat machines early 90s, and I still didn't know how to work them. I just wanted them. So I ended up selling them because I really didn't understand it, and it was no use in keeping them. So, But I want to talk about, to give a clear understanding to all nationalities concerning our uh, culture and our our. our culture that specifically um, revolves around the trauma and the times of our people and nationality. You know what I mean? And see, a lot of people don't know. These young people don't know. And that's who I'm talking to right now. Now, any other older person, if you were back in the 80s, you'll, you'll chime in and I'm pretty sure you agree with what I'm saying. So let's let's get into it. Let's go back to the 40s and the 50s. See, because you got to understand that rap was around. It was around even in the 40s and 50s. Uh, people of color in the 40s and 50s, they were rapping, but it wasn't called rap. You could hear it in some of the songs, and they have to be Pacific songs because they weren't the ones that may have hit the radio, and they may have been some of them hit the radio, but you could clearly see the rap. And even... In the 50s and the 60s, if you go back to some of those uh, dances that they had, you could clearly see that in, in our generation, which was in the 80s, these people examined the past. That's how breakdancing came about. That's how uh, different moves came about because they were looking at the videos. They were looking at the tapes of other people that were dancing before them. They were listening to the records in the way that they did things before them, and they turned it into their own, which is okay. There was no stealing in it. 
There was no stealing. How are you going to steal from your own people? That, that's, that's, that's an inheritance. That's passing it down through the bloodline. Now, if you're not of that nationality and you go in there taking a whole song, now you're stealing. Now you're now you, now you just intrusion. But if you take your mama's old records and you turn it into, that's not stealing. That's something, that's, that's, pad, that's inheritance. So, you know, don't think that it's something strange if somebody dug something out of the sky blue. They examined the past to get what they got. So you come up through the 70s and see the 70s distinctively separated itself from a whole lot of things that were made uh, from the 40s, the 30s, 40s, and 50s. See, you got to understand back then, to give you a clear understanding of how things started, it started in the church. You said, well, in slavery, there was not, there's, there were no churches in slavery. They were out in the field. Listen, they held church right out there in them cotton fields. Yes, they did through song. And what they, what you heard in those cotton fields was blues. It was the blues. The blues started all this thing. The pain and the suffering. And, and if you look way back, back before that, whatever native place that they came from, it started really there. Because I'm pretty sure that in most uh, tribal places, they'd had their own song and their own dance. But the American story. It started from the blues. A lot of people want to take it and they want to harvest it and, and take claim on it. Listen, there was people singing. The Caucasians were singing, but they were singing in clubs and they were singing like doo-wops and harmonies together in their uh, clubs, their, their, their uh, golf clubs and their yacht clubs. There was no, they weren't, the blues weren't with them. They had nothing to have be sorrowful about. But most of the music that you hear today in the fashion that you hear it in, it's the blues. Even down to rock and roll and heavy metal. All of that came from blues. All of it. Some of it was stolen. Some of it was uh, taken and rearranged and put in their own expressions. But if you listen to even country music, blues, blues got to understand that blues so even rap came from blues and it's still blues to this day because when you hear and, and that's what i want to get to you to make you understand how this thing go and this is for all nationality this ain't just for one nationality to the afro-american or the people of color community this is for everybody so that everybody can get a clear understanding because you know what i want to hear some new music i'll be honest with you i mean Everybody's trying to mimic each other. Every time I get so sick of the, I, how the heck did I get sick of the? Now I know I was already sick of the radio. Now I'm just sick of the internet. Everybody got the same flow. Everybody got the same swagger. Everybody got the same this, same that. Man, y'all, y'all killing me, y'all. So I, I definitely felt as though I had to come out and talk about this because maybe I could spark something in a different direction by talking to you all. And I know it's older ones that you hate to hear me say what I said. And this, this, I had a right. I had a right to say whatever I'm going to say about blues, hip hop, or anything. This is our this is our inheritance. But this, you not, no, can't have it. Nobody's giving it up. Listen, let me tell you something. I know that it was, I, I grew up with maybe one Caucasian person that was left in the hood after all the Caucasians ran out of the hood, don't want to live next to black people. 
And there's that one Caucasian family that stayed. And they were just accepted because they grew up there. Everybody accepted their sisters or their brothers, whoever. But that still don't make you an Afro-American person or a person of color. And, ha- and doesn't make you understand about what we've been through. Because at the end of the day, you may have ran with us. You may have committed crimes with us and been locked up with us. But when you got on the inside of that jail, you weren't locked up just because of the color of your skin. We got double charges. We got the charge for doing the crime and got charged for the crime of being black. You don't share that. So let's go on. So, you know, you could get instruction about EQing and um, how to make your beat fatter and things of that nature. And here I am talking to people of color, young black women and young black men. I'm talking to you specifically right now. Listen, nobody can tell you how to feel your pain and feel your anguish of being a black person in America. Anybody from any other nationality try to have this conversation with you, shut them down. Because they don't know what it is to be Afro-American or black in America. This is my discussion concerning hip-hop. Hip-hop, let's talk about that. Hip-hop, first of all, hip-hop is not music entirely. First and foremost, what hip-hop is, is a lifestyle. See, they can't tell you that because they don't live that lifestyle. Any other nationality, they can't tell you that lifestyle. Because hard enough to live that lifestyle, you got to be a person of color or a minority. If anybody's from New York or anybody's from the hood, they'll tell you it's a life. It's, it's the way you wear your pants. It's the way you walk. It's the way you talk. It's the way you tilt your hat a certain way. That's, that's hip hop. And through that swagger and through that attitude and the life situation and the blues of living in the hood, you mix those two, all that together and that's hip hop. So, it's no way you're going to get that. You can't even fathom what that is. Because that hip-hop actually faded out. Now the ones that hold that candle and hold that thing up and still wave that flag of hip-hop, it, they're not in the United States. They're in the UK. UK holds that flag up. They're the ones that still got that swagger and do that thing. They're holding the light out and keep that beacon flowing. Americans, nah, you're not, you're not holding, you're not holding that flag up and waving that flag and keeping that beacon alive. What we hold up and what we do right now is rap, rap. And I know some are saying, well, ain't hip hop rap? No, hip hop is a lifestyle that includes the blues of rapping about your tragedies and your things in your life. That's hip hop. So, so you got to understand that it's very difficult to break into rap. See, because now you got to get almost gimmicky to make it in the music industry with rap. But see, hip-hop, nobody can tell you about hip-hop. Let me tell you how special hip-hop is. Hip-hop is so special to where, you know what? They were trying to define hip-hop. And they were trying to almost belittle hip-hop by having people come in we didn't have nobody to come in and teach us how to step together or 
we weren't out there counting one, two, three, four, five, turn, twist. We weren't doing that. And see, this is the thing. Even the people that taught that got tired of that. So what did they do? They get in their car with the tenant windows, pull up to the playground, and sit up there and try to bite and steal the moves of the people on the street, in the village, in New York, or Times Square, wherever they were um, making their moves and, and, and rapping and doing things, and they get out there and, and, and it'd be choreographic people that, that choreograph uh, dance, they'd be out there stealing. But hip-hop is something that's inside of you. It's a heartbeat. I think that it's something that you inherited, tribally inherited. When you can, when you can dance, and the only thing that is teaching you is the beat. The beat teaches you what to do next. And it's not a thought. It's not a hesitation. It's something that beats from your heart and goes down to your toes and makes you feel good. And then it comes out. And it comes out beautiful. It's not no corny one-two step and do that. And some of that may come out too. I've seen people get in the club back in the day in the 80s. And you'd be like, what in the world are they doing? But they were feeling good. And whatever it was, it was coming from the beat. So good. So let's get hip-hop straight. Let's get let's get a youth of what hip hop really is. Hip hop is the heartbeat, the movement of the sound of the city. And that's what you got to understand. So let's move on. So I heard a couple of people, they just can't get it with freestyle rap. Let me tell you why you can't freestyle rap. Let me tell you why, because that same principle is applied to rap. See, let me, I have to take you back to when I was coming up in the 80s and, and, and I can only tell you my experience. And I'm pretty sure a lot of them share this. When we were out on the corner hustling late nights, there's a whole lot of things that happened the week before, even that night. But when we all out there, whether it's summertime or we cold and we huddled up, let me tell you something. We all would get a freestyle going on the corner. We all get, it'd be a cipher. Whether it was in the house or whether it was in the corner, the cipher would go. But let me tell you why the, the freestyle and the cipher flowed heavy. And it made sense. And it was easy. It's because still sharp and still. And the words that flowed out of our mouths were the blues. What happened the week before? What happened when our mamas? What happened that night? How the ball jammed me? How I had to get my money back? And see, it was no hesitation and flowing freestyle because these things actually happened to us. Now, when you get in these Twitter spaces and you get all amongst each other, you're trying to think of things that did never happen. That's hard to come up with stuff and make it flow out of your mouth that don't. You 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 sitting up there thinking of just random stuff. That's not freestyle. That's you trying to figure out what freestyle is. So if you want to freestyle, and this is to all national, if you want to freestyle, sing the blues. Get the blues up in you, baby. You ain't got to be black. Everybody got blues. Let it flow out of you. Get your frustrations off. You ain't got to let everybody know you talking about yourself 
Oh, this is what I went through last night. Just say it. <laughs> we'll, we'll depict whether you're talking about yourself or not, but let it flow that way. And I'm helping everybody out. If you want to freestyle, get amongst your homies and flow with the blues. You don't have to think about that. You know what happened to you last week. You know what happened. And it ain't got to be about you. It could be about just what went on around you. This is what the hood, this is why people flow in the hood. Listen, all that wilding out stuff with Nick Cannon and all that stuff. Man, that old fake stuff. Nobody ain't think about that stuff. That's what, let me tell you what that used to be when, when, uh, uh, when dudes would battle like that on the corner. These dudes would come on the corner and battle like wilding out. Let me tell you what that is. That's undercover. I don't like your ass. That's what that is. When they battle back and forth like that, that's a way of them telling each other that I don't really like your ass. So they ain't, you knew who was your friends and who wasn't by based upon when you would get into battle raps like that. Nine out of ten, they not joking. They don't like your ass. So that's what battle rapping is. Battle rapping is showing who's the best at clowning the other guy that I really don't like your ass. That's what that is. And don't let nobody tell you differently. I don't care what they got or what success you think they got. And that's another thing. Somebody was talking about, oh, well, don't listen to somebody that isn't successful and let them tell you about you. This is the people, these are the young men that of color and young women of color. Don't let nobody else tell you about your nationality and your and your heritage. Don't let nobody tell you that. And don't let them tell you concerning success and non-concept. Because let me tell you something. Rapping hip-hop for us, it's not making a million dollars and getting up and selling a million records. That's for them. That's for every other nationality. Let me tell you something with success in hip-hop and rap for us. That we lived another day. And we get to tell our story and get somebody to hear our story. That's success. That's successful. And there's no other nationality going to understand what the hell I'm talking about. But you should. If I live another day and, and, and I live through last week in the hood and I get to put that in, in a performance and then have everybody hear it, that's success. Ain't nothing made up about nothing. When you hear my single, ain't not near word in it made up. It's all real. It's all from the heart. Don't care if you don't like it. You ain't lived my life. I'm still here. So this is what I'm saying to you. Listen, don't let these people come and all of a sudden you're an expert on us. You ain't an expert on nobody. Be an expert on you. First, you're going to do first. First, the people of the past going to criticize us and, 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 and tell us the music is garbage and, 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 and try to uh, down us and, and crap on our music. Now you're going to come and you're going to try to be Lord over us and tell us what's good and what's not. Listen, young men and women of color. Listen, you can listen to one another because you both been through it. But don't let nobody from the outside come tell you about making it. They don't know nothing about making it. They don't know nothing about us. And that's not, and I'm dead serious about that. Ran, run up and get ran down on. Don't come with that. Hip hop is for everybody because the only thing that we ever wanted, everything we wanted, we just wanted other people to accept it and join in on the party. But that's not what was coming from the hatred from the outside. And nobody today has nothing to do with that. So don't feel no type of way about it. Unless you exemplify that ignorance, 
you won't be grouped in with that. But this men of color and women of color, this is your inheritance. How much you going to let get stolen from you? Reparations gone. Your past and your history been wiped out by crack. Who put that there? This is not no racist stuff. This is about evil people in the past. This is the only inheritance that's been passed down to you. Don't let nobody take that from you or try to teach you on that. Go to your uncle. Go to your mama. Go to your cousins. They can give you advice on your music. And let me tell you something. I don't have to have, uh, because you got to understand how rap works. There's people in the hood in New York. AZ, I, I could keep going on and on and on. You not going into New York, and I don't care how successful you are or how many millions of dollars you made, you not going to be popular than AZ in New York. You not going to be popular as Papoose in New York. These people are legends. Their success is me measured by dollars. Their success is measured by the flow and the contribution of their lyrics and their life that they planted in their community. So don't get it twisted. You don't know what success is for us. Let me tell you something. So don't don't let nobody come in, start talking that trash. But you're not going to sit up here and have these young people trying to critique them when it's their heritage. Yes, you were, you're not guessing hip-hop. You're not guessing rap. Yes, there was ones that contributed towards you. The technical end. Because they didn't contribute when the cops was throwing our asses up against the car. They weren't contributing when they was throwing our ass in jail for just being black. So if you ain't contributing that, then you know what? Fall back, partner. I don't want to hear all that. We trying to make things right and make things good. And you trying to misguide the youth. Caucasian youth. Want to talk to you. Listen. You ain't got to feel no type of way about way way I'm talking right now. You got a story. You got how uh, different things occurred in your life. How maybe your dad wasn't there. Or it's a lot of, listen, if you go down in Philly and to Kensington, man, they just as hood as anybody else. South Philly hood, Caucasian, been through a lot. I know a lot of homies that's Caucasian, but they got to tell their life. They got to tell lay stories. So if you can understand what I'm saying to you, tell your story. When you freestyle, you ain't going to ever be able to get that unless you in a group of people and you're able to understand that when you go to open your mouth to freestyle, you got to tell your story. You can't go around making stuff up. That's not going to flow out right because you're trying to think of things to say. But what happened to you in your life? Nobody ain't got to tell you that. That's already in you. I'm, I'm dropping jewels on the, on the nation. I'm dropping jewels on the world concerning the love of hip-hop, the love of rap. And any older person, I don't care about what you think. Say what you want to say. Because deep down in your heart, you know I'm telling the truth. So let's move on. Now you want to act like you professional. Uh, you know everything about rapping. You professionalist and professional that. Where was you? Y'all got to excuse me. <laughs> My delivery sometimes get rough, man. But I don't be playing with these folks. Go on with that. Go on with that. Put that garbage in my ears. Go put it in the trash. So let's move on. The blues in the church. You know, you got to understand that God 
This, this goes right back around to God. God put the passion in the hearts of the people in the church. That's the same passion that God put in people's hearts when they were going through the things that they were going through, whether it was in the fields as a slave or whether it was going through trials and tribulations in the hood. And these are the things that make hip-hop and rap what it is, even down to the violent part. When they get down to that, they ain't nothing but the blues of a criminal. But nevertheless, it's hot because they're telling and expressing something that's real. A lot of these rats, when you listen, if you're not going to talk stuff that's real and you're not going to rap stuff that's real and from the heart, listen to me. This is what you do. Take it and change the form of the music and go back into the club. You don't have to tell no truth or, or put any feeling into uh, music that's going to bump in the club. They not even listening to you anyway. So just make a hot beat and say whatever you want to say. It'll still be hip hop. It'll still be rap. But it won't be the hip hop and rap that comes from the street. And that's what everybody's trying to mimic. But they got to understand that, listen, everybody ain't from the street. Everybody ain't even, everybody's not had trials and tribulations of the streets. But you don't even have to have that. Just have your own story. What's going on in your household? What's going on in your life? The struggles that you've been through as a child. Put it out on paper. It's the blues. Helping everybody. But it's folks out here, they not trying to help you. They trying to help themselves. There's people out here, they ain't got a lick of talent. They got, a t they got some kind of talent, but they need other people to take them over the top. When you telling the truth and you making things out of your heart, you don't need nobody to take you over the top. And you don't need to make a million dollars to be successful at what you're doing. Let me tell you something. I've made a lot of music down through the years. But guess what? You don't hear me on the radio. I don't have a number one record. You know why? Because my music has been baptized by the homies and the, and the girls and the homies in the hood. When I come past and I roll down my window and I bump whatever I'm making... And they and I hear I've had stuff that I made. I come through. I roll down the window and I bump it out my car, and the whole corner starts screaming. That's enough for me. Can't say that for you, if you if if, if that's what you believe. Let me tell you something. The corner in the hood, when they hear your stuff, that's as good as you trying to get your stuff to uh, pass in the Apollo. And you know good and well, they had that hook out and the clown would be grabbing your behind off that stage. Hard crowd. You know why Eminem was uh, one of the Caucasians and very, very rare of a Caucasian coming in at that time that he came in? It's because his music was baptized and, sank and, and was sanctioned by the hood. The, the places that he would play his music and they would hear his music, they booed him several times. But when he got it right, the hood solidified him. If you're not solidified by the hood, let me tell you something. It's only a matter of people trying to monopolize, which they always been doing, monopolizing the, the, the game. But see, it's no excuse for it now because now the Internet, you got distributors, you got all kinds of people out here. So you went on a distro kid and you distributed your stuff out and you didn't do good on Web 2. Go back to the drawing board. You think everybody that ever put out a hit that thought it was great 
that they hit the first time they put something out. Jay-Z, Reasonable Doubt didn't make it. But you ask him, it was the greatest thing he ever made. Go back. Keep trying till you get a hit. There's people like um, Young M.A. She put song after song after song out on SoundCloud. But when she put that one song out, it hit. Just, you got to keep putting them out there. Little Wayne work ethic is crazy. Why do you think he made so many underground mixtapes? He was putting them out there not only to get paid, but you never know which one was going to be a hit. So let's get that straight. People not going to help you out with what I'm telling you now. People have talked about it, but listen to me. You're getting an in-depth interview and, and look into the inside of things from somebody that lived it. Somebody was in the hood. And when I was 14 years old, 15 years old, I was running in and out of New York, Chicago, all over. Newark, New Jersey. Old club back there. I used to come frequent when I come into town called Zanzibar. I used to frequent Union Square, Palladium, Red Parrot, Latin Quarters. All in and out of New York. I used to stay up, I used to stay up in the Bronx, Castle Hill. So that's all I'm trying to say is, is that this is at a young age. I was out there moving and shaking at a young age. So I was absorbing a whole lot. 15-year-old, I'm six foot passing off to be 21. You gotta understand in the early 90s and the 2000s, you gotta understand is, is that. Things started to cross over because you got to understand, and I'm going to go back a little bit, and then I'm going to come back for it anyway. New York, the, the birthplace of it all. But you got to understand New York before a lot of things start happening. New York used to have gangs. They used to have gangs, and they used to have uh, killings, and it was just brutal at one point in New York. And it was a shift because the gangs would, get their money, work all night, get their money, do their thing, and they would end up in the club. But in the clubs, they wouldn't kill each other. That was party time. Basically, that was the only place they weren't killing each other. So when they were in the clubs, they were having a nice time, and this is when breakdancing came on the scene. So a lot of things with gangs and things of that nature, they died out because they went from the streets into the clubs. And breakdancing was a, a variation of being in street gangs and battling each other without killing each other. So uh, the gangs died out. Even in Philly, gangs had died out. But see, you got, and this is where I'm naming names now, NWA. They brought a lot back. And see, they weren't the first to bring it back. The first to bring it back was a kid called Schoolie D down in Philly. First gangster rapper ever. And a lot of people like NWA and Ice-T, they were taking this dude's styles. But, but see, Ice-T was, he was a true homie. He got permission from I, uh, Schooly D to do uh, 6 in the morning. So let's not get it twisted by Ice-T. Real, real dude, real dude, real rap. But uh, Will Smith tried to sneak in there, and he tried to just take it and do his thing. But when he knew that Schooly D was on his top, he had to go have that talk. That's when he switched over to that more comedic rap. And it worked for him. See what I'm saying? But the NWA niggas, them niggas with attitudes brought all that stuff out of the club and took it right back into the streets. Took everything back into the streets. Even Schooly D was a, was, a, was a gangster rapper, but they was bumping his stuff in the club. It didn't take anybody out of the club. 
But that NWA stuff, I know because I wasn't. I was right there when all the stuff dropped. We were in the clubs, but when NWA came out, man, that took a. They would. It it got so bad where when. We were partying in the club. It'd be little or no trouble. Well, when NWA, you had people walking past security, shooting people in the head on the dance floors. You had people killing each other right there up in the club. We running all into the bathrooms and stuff. Listen, it got bad till a lot of them club owners start shutting down and they took everybody back out into the streets. And when NWA hit the scene, they was corny. They, they style and they hair. And that dripping Jerry Curl, we was laughing at that stuff because by the time they came out, Jerry Curls was dead. If you had a Jerry Curl and it was dripping all over the place, people were laughing at you. At this time, this is when box haircuts was uh, on the scene and fades and Caesars. They, these dudes still running around with Jerry Curls dripping all over the place. So they was a joke, but their music wasn't no joke. The music was hitting. But L.A. and California, they were behind time. They was out there gangbanging when New York and Philly and the rest of them been past that, got over it and moved on. That's when I knew right then and there that, you know what, these fools going to bring back the past. And sure enough, they did. Sure enough, they did. They didn't do it by visiting. They, do it, they did it through the jails. When the people from New York and other places would go to jail, they bump into these dudes and then they pass that practice off on them and they take it back to their hood. So they had taken the hip hop and the love of hip hop and all of those things that was uh, the things that were out in the streets. They had taken it and out of the streets and put it into the clubs and groups like N.W.A. Taken, had taken the hip hop out of the clubs and pushed everybody out back out into the street. It was a tragedy. Then, you it may have died down. It died down after N.W.A. Died down the street thing. And, and I mean, it was still pumping. But who solidifies it and takes it all the way back out into the street? 50 cents. He hit the whole scene by storm. And see, Jay-Z, them dudes was st still steadily keeping it in the club. That dude hit the, that man, when he put his foot down on the concrete, it cracked it. This dude literally took everybody and said, the streets is where you going to stay. <clears throat> That's how hard he hit with his music. So now everybody's in the streets and everybody doing their thing. He hitting hard. Murders are happening. People killing each other and mama's crying. And this is not just him single-handedly. I'm not going to put that out there like that, but he did contribute to it and a whole lot of other rappers. But this is the single thing uh, of taking things back out into the streets that, that sizzled out and ended the run for the East Coast. Because Jay-Z bowed out. When Jay-Z Jay -Z was holding it on his back, the only thing was keeping the East Coast alive was Jay-Z. And I'm not going to say what they call him because there's only one Jehovah, and that's God. That's Jesus. So I ain't going to call him that because he, he, he not that to me. But that's what he was. He was the savior to the streets. And when he bowed out, lights out for East Coast. 
it was a dark period. I don't know if anybody ever remember about them dark periods. I think it maybe have been a year or two, maybe even just a year. Who comes and saves the day and puts it and makes everybody remember what hip hop is? Is Little Wayne. Little homie came and took the reins. And that's why everything now is trap. Because then during that dead period and that silent period, nobody stepped up. He stepped up. And when he stepped up, he already took over the reins and started the reign as the number one cat. But what solidified him was Drake. When he hit the scene. And when that Father's Day album came out, man, it was over. R.I.P. to the East Coast. But I seen it was, I seen it come. I seen it coming. I seen it coming. People was tired of it. People was losing homies left and right. This is when people would start saying, Philadelphia, Killer Camden. That music, man, put uh, into a lot of people's lives. And I know they want to differ with it, but you know what? You can't differ with nothing because I we know the truth. We was out in the street. I don't know where, what, what hotel or what kind of money and what kind of top of the chain you was where you was. But from where we was at, bullets was flying. And a lot of it was uh, weed and liquor baptized and gangster rap. Was it totally that? Absolutely not. Has something to do with uh, disrespect. Hood battles, territory, all of that stuff, but it didn't help. So let's get let's go on up into uh closer to now because uh I'm gonna wrap this on up. So Blue started this thing, Curtis Blow introduced it and ushered it on in. Hip hop ignited even up to these days, and where we at to this day is that. It's a glorious day that rap and hip hop is now internationally known and at the top of the food chain. And you got a lot of haters out there. They don't want different nationalities to enjoy the music and grasp onto the music and try to understand the music and make the music. I was somewhere and uh, this little Caucasian girl, she would play her little Walkman thing. I mean, a little uh, earbuds and stuff. And it was kind of loud and it was rap music. And she was rapping along with it. And then this older Caucasian guy was like, why are you listening to that garbage? That's that old stuff I'm talking about. That's that stuff right there. But that same guy, for some people, is a guy that'll wait 10 years later. Now he's an expert in rap. That's not going to happen. But anyway, I want to say that I, I hope I've given, given something important out today, and I want to let all nationalities know I, I've given this talk about hip-hop with love and my perspective of being in the hood and growing up, and I wasn't a three-block radius dude, even from the age of 14. I've been a lot of places and done a lot of things, and this is my perspective and my point of view on it. Everybody's not going to agree with it, but the people from the hood, they should know exactly what I'm talking about that's of age. And I hope that all of you take something away from this. And I, what I want you to take away from it is, is that tell your story. You can freestyle and flow with it fluently if you just tell your story. This is what hip hop's about. Have your swagger. Have your story. Tell your story. 
If you can't freestyle, write your story out. It's poetry. Tell your story. This is Ken Swift. This is balancing the game, baby. So, all right. So, the next thing that's coming out, I'm getting ready to drop my single. I hope that you all, I'm a, I'll probably display it in spaces. I know I'm not going to have everybody like it, but, you know, it's my story. You know what I mean? And it's been baptized by the corner. So whether you like it or not, it's already been approved by the hardest audience in the world. Homies on the corner. So this is what I got to say is, is that this is balancing the game and I'm going to say out. Peace.